We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Empire. Triple Play Fantasy's football show with D. Mindy, Brass Adamus, Doc, and Johnny Foosball starts now. We welcome in a man, part of a group that can only be known as the Hogs. But if you know, with his smile, he truly represents a fun bunch, a former Super Bowl 17 champion, an OG of the Redskins community while making the DMV his home for life. A Bruin through and through and someone whose voice says we mean business, a man that you can take inside the locker room at the same time, giving you a sports pro view. Slick talking, Rick, Doc Walker, Mr. Walker, it's an honor. Thank you for coming and joining us. Coach, I'm honored, man. Any man that gives back to the next generation. I got seven years under my belt as a volunteer. I think when you can call or anybody calls you coach, it's honorable because you're underpaid, overworked, but it's the greatest thrill you get when you see that you're actually connecting to the kids they're responding to you and you're helping them build that platform, their base in athletics, which, I mean, Jim Womack was my little league coach and um, I had him in Super Bowl 17 because he's the reason that I got through whatever I got through. It started as baseball was my number one sport. And he was my coach and he, man, he got me to not throw bats and not cry after I struck out and not be, he just taught me, how to have poise under pressure. And when you get that at 11 and then we won, I was undefeated at 13 with Jim McCulley, my coach in, in uh, senior league baseball. So you're 13 and you're 25 and 0. And he told us at the beginning of the season that we were not going to lose a game. And I never had a coach say that. Hmm. I've never been undefeated since. I never had a coach say we're going to win them all. They all said we want to win to get the playoffs and win the division. He said from day one that he was striving for perfection. It changes you. You know, when you win as a youth, you get championships and you start putting your string together, it's hard to stop you. And and there's very few people that can say they won on every level that they participated. Now, I lost too. And that's what makes the winning um, just magnificent because you know what it's like to lose. And to lose in a big game, and to lose at home, and to lose your homecoming game—all those things—I still think about them, you know. And and it's uh, it's what you try to transfer in the young kids is that you may think this is just high school now, but you don't know about those reunions you'll be going to years from now. And every time, and I've been able to go because I work football, 
and they're always in September. It's another thing I like to say to high schools. Hey, how about a March reunion or something for people who actually work in football? But I have never been able to go back. But if I do, I'll have on that Santa Ana Valley High School Falcons letterman, and it will have champion on it. <laughs> and and that's, that's it's priceless. And that's forever. And uh, you mentioned a couple things there. Coaching, speaking things into existence. I'm a firm believer on that. Uh, there's nothing greater than that feeling of one connection between uh, adult and child and feeling like you're actually making an influence and that, you know, maybe down later in life, they think back at you, coach, for saying this to them, going through those experiences that only really sports can kind of translate into life. And all of my coaches and my sporting experiences helped me to be the man that I am today. And I thank God that I'm in a position um, to to teach the, the youth and coach them and have these connections. I'm just a it's it's yeah, very it's, awesome. it's a blessing. It's awesome. I applaud all youth coaches. We don't it's amazing in talk radio, which I was you know in for 28 years, and it's they don't value it. And they would I, you know over the years, I mean I, you know I think you're doing a little bit too much high school. I said you don't get it. You just don't get it. This is the basis of everything. Uh, we were honored. I mean, because in our area, we had Morgan Wooten coaching basketball. Absolutely. The math know, is finest. And, uh, the math is so when you have that level of coaching on the high school level, uh, Stu Vetter at Flint Hill <laughs> and all the stars he's put out. Um, we had some goats, man. And um, and now the youth football program in our area is just exploding because the efforts and thing that Mike Anderson actually started with grassroots youth football that I was a part of, and it has grown now. And it, it, it's, it's crazy that these kids are elite from eighth grade, sixth to eighth grade, whatever these teams coach bird is now at the helm of it. And he's also coaching the St. John's high school, his eighth graders, they either win the national championship or they're in it. Every stinking year, maybe will last five years. So you start growing. You, you're going to see Maryland football under Mike Loxley. If he's able to keep some people healthy, if he ever gets competent play at the quarterback position, they're going to get on a run. It's going to be a big time run because all those puppies now, he's got second class of kids. That he must have about 15 of them that have been through it. And when you get kids that win in youth ball and win in high school, that they want to win in the pros and they want to win in college. And it just, it's, it's a beautiful thing to watch. And from a, a university of Maryland fan myself and my, my grandparents actually met there. Uh, that's something that I've been striving for is that the football program to take another step because we, we put out so many professionals and just great yeah. athletes. And Ralph Frazier did a great job. I mean, Frazier. Oh, he sure did. Yeah. My kids played for Ralph and, and uh, two of my kids played at Maryland. And I, I just, I'm hopeful that we can get what Gary built in basketball, <laughs> what Coach Thompson built in basketball in the DMV, and, you know, George Mason's run to the Final Four. You know, we've got – Bay U's had some moments. GW has been to the regional. So, we, you know, that's what I'm a proponent of, just hoping that all of our teams at some point in time ring that bell. Absolutely. And that's my finest memories that University of Maryland, Gary Williams, Juan Dixon, Lonnie Baxter. And that was my as a 
you know, a 12 year old. That was the, my shining moment. My grandfather used to take me to the game. So uh, we got the players, uh, but you, but you want to see a coach really lead you to, to the next yeah. level. And yeah. um, we always can have hope for that yeah. to happen. Yeah, we do. We're close. And Brenda Freeze. I want to leave Brenda Freeze out. She just oh, got she's new money. It. The Maryland, she's, she's yes. dominant. She's dominant. So, yeah, we got a lot of things to look forward to. I just – the Nationals won it all. The Capitals won it all. The Mystics won it all. And I want the DMV – I want that trend to continue, that we don't only get in, but we win championships in this region. And that's what that's what I'm pulling for. Well, and that's funny because I remember the pain we've had as as fans and, and you as a, a broadcaster talking about all the years before we won those three in particular and what a story run the Nationals and as well as the Capitals kind of going against 3-1 and being down in the ninth inning, seventh inning. Uh, th- those championships now that I, I'm a grown man, it, I really, really, really appreciate it. And, you know, winning's – when it's coming around, it's infectious. And, yeah, um, yeah. The city's hey, look, got it. Look, the district basketball team, you know, big win beating Philadelphia. We'll see what happens tomorrow night. And, of course, with Joel Embiid out, there's a window there. So you got to take advantage of it. You got to try to extend it uh, one more. And Bertans is out. We lose a three-point shooter. But we got to defend better. And we just got to get to the hole. We don't shoot well enough to be taking all these threes unless Bradley Beal is shooting. Everybody and else, unfortunately, the he's been um, he's been super cold from three point land. So yeah, well, just go out. to the cup. Go to the cup. You know, because with him beat out, they um, are going to be a little thin in the paint. And uh, you want to get in there and, and and get you can get Dwight to file out. Absolutely, and, and we so, have a, a warrior to be behind, and 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 someone that's going to leave every single ounce of sweat on the court. And Russell Westbrook, yeah, Bruin. And yeah. Um, speaking of Bruin, uh, I want to take you back a little bit uh, under Coach Dick Vermeil. Uh, you had a big uh, Rose Bowl uh, victory. You were named All American. Uh, can you go back to your twenty-year-old self being the man on the UCLA campus and no, some of those I mean days? you know I. I, I I closed my rearview mirror because okay, you know, but but no, it was a great a great group of guys. You know, uh, Ray Bell, our linebacker, Frank Stevens, my my closest friends. You you the bond that you build when you're in high school and college is second to none. I mean, I love my pro teammates and the whole thing, but these guys in college, we were broke together. Yeah, you know, and when you put money together, buy a six pack of a bush, you know, and when you're those are the greatest moments going, you know, uh, Mad Dog 2020 and, you know, Ripple and all these cheap, all these things you're getting. And, but that team and Dick Vermeil is a terrific leader. And we beat Ohio State. They were undefeated. Undefeated. And they beat us earlier in the year. And we came back and, you know, it's one of the biggest wins in college football history because they were so dominant and they'd beaten us earlier in the year. So we had a nice little rivalry with Ohio State. And it was, you know, I was 1 1 and 1. We tied the next year up in the horseshoe. But um, those are great memories. Um, I'm still, you know, about a dozen of those guys. And we still talk regularly. And it's been, you know, 1976. And we still, you know, talk about it, still wear the rings and and still feel a great deal of pride, you know, in that. But there's an emptiness when your alma mater is not winning. 
if you won, you want them to win. Yes. And it's just like here. I won't rest until the Burgundy and Gold is back in the NFC Championship game. And I need them to win. I mean, I'm 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 their biggest fan because I like to talk a lot of trash with my Cowboy fans, Eagle fans, Giants fans. That's the most happiest part of my life is our interaction with our divisional foes. Two yes. shots every year. You know, so we're betting who wears the other team's jersey, who buys lunch, who buys dinner, who buys cigars. We we do this. I mean, this is what we do. So um, I'm not around those kids anymore full time as I once was, but I'm pulling from from afar and really have a vested interest in their success because I want to be able to talk trash again yeah. and be in big games. And and that's one thing. This is just a, a spur of the moment question, but it, you played your ball here on the East Coast. You're you know you're you're a DC icon and legend, but you have that West Coast pedigree, the West Coast perspective. Um, you are super loyal. You always are rooting for your Bruins and your Lakers. And that's uh, just a refreshing thing as a viewer and a listener to hear your perspective and then the type of knowledge that you can bring out as far as. Well, that's yeah, well, but I mean, the Curly W's, they beat they beat <laughs> Love the you Blues. Yeah. And I was pulling for Curly W's because I live here. I grew up with the Dodgers. They gave me all the thrills. There's nothing better then when you're 12, 13, and 14, and your team wins. Now, my Lakers got in it. They didn't always win it. We've lost more in championship games than most people will ever imagine in a lifetime. But the Celtics have 17. Now we've caught them. So it's 17, 17. My oldest son, he's a Celtic fanatic. So I still have a little rivalry thing going. And um, and we're terrible now. So this may end next time we play. But it's the fact of being in it. You know, and Kobe, I got to go through Kobe and Shaq and Phil and Showtime and Magic. That I mean, they, they could net, they don't have to do anything. They've given me more than I could expect. And then falling in love with hockey here with the Capitals and being able to witness Ovechkin's entire career. And now, you know, being on the doorstep. Last year was a disappointment, but there's still enough talent there to um, make us, you know, keep us competitive. They just got to figure it out, and uh, but at least we don't suck, and yeah, that's you, the whole thing about it. Yeah, strike fire at the right time, and the, the Capitals. Any year we're in it, and yeah, we've had some disappointment, but it all that one time you lift the Stanley Cup, it's all worth it as a fan. And uh, there's nothing like being in this area because you know that your team, at the end of the day, has a chance to lift that well, trophy. The Hopi, the save. I mean, and Hopi, God bless him and his endeavors. But he's always going to be my guy. That save. Yeah. I mean, if you witness that series with the Golden Knights, the save, you know, it's it's one of those things where Scherzer, who I just adore, mm. but the big he's hits. killer. That, Zim still doing it. Uh, Strauss may be on the DL again, but in 19, he was brilliant. And so um, Rendon, that hurts me. It hurts, it hurts me. me too to this day. It hurts day. me that we didn't go and we let him get away. And I can't go against their philosophy because it's not my money. But we lost a guy Absolutely. and now we got Juan. So we got Juan Soto. And so it, it's one of those things where it's still must see. And we've got new players and we've got to integrate them in. If you look at the play, we're getting our shortstop from the Roadrunner. 
Uh, he's an to me, he's the best in the game right now and the way he's playing. And so, you know, Robles, you don't win without you got to have talented players that stay healthy. The key is health. And um, we're not the Yankees, but I think we're headed in the right direction. And they're my ultimate team because of their philosophy in that it's win or take all for them. They play yeah. for one thing every year, and that's the chip. And nothing else matters. And that's that's throughout their organization. No facial hair rule. You know, you 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 could never play for the Yankees. Okay. And so hey, if they that, sign me, I'm it, everything's going. That's what I'm saying. But see, you're committed. Most guys, you know, and so I love the fact. I used to love when we had to get buzzed in high school. You know, guys didn't want to. I'm in the Afro era. You know, guys had to get buzzed. You want to be a part of this team. That's the kind of stuff I miss. I miss the fact that, you know, we're loading up to try to beat another group, you know, at a game and prove that we're better. So watching the Nets right now try to assemble a champion in one year. That is the most difficult thing in the world to do. We I mean, saw Boston do it, but I don't know how many times it's been done. Well, they did it with Arnold Red Arback. And they no, did it. No, I'm talking about uh, Paul with, Pierce. Uh, oh, KG with Doc, and Doc Rivers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did it. So you're right. Excellent analogy. Good deal. Notes. You're right. Because it's so hard to put great players together and say, now go win. Even Bron Bron didn't get it done initially in Miami. Then they no. got it together. They lost one. And um, and so what I'm saying is that I live for that. Golden State Warriors run and then getting KD and still running. And then um, if Draymond Green doesn't have a personal foul, I still believe they win that one. But with him out, you're not going to beat Bron Bron, even though he wasn't loaded. That, that was- to me shifted it. That was your LeBron, LeBron James's joker card. He knew he had one more left, and let's probe him. And that's just the the mastermind that that is well, LeBron he James. Is, he is, yeah, and we're watching this come to an end, and his greatness, his consistency. Father Time is undefeated, and I don't care how big his shoulders are. Yeah, this game, <laughs> this this game needs legs. Yeah, and when you can't give it the way he's been oh, giving, I mean, he's fourteen and zero in round ones, and that well, I think will end. And uh, but it, I can't wait to see him fueled up <clears throat> for next year, because if he's out in the first round, all the productions and movies, I know he may be doing that uh, Space Jam and all that. <clears throat> all that's going to get thrown to the side because this dude is going to become obsessed in a way you've never seen. No way, no, especially if the New Jersey, if the, if the Brooklyn Nets win it. And then and then Thompson comes back to the Warriors. And I got to say something that I swore I would never do another show and not go Dame time. Damian Lillard put on a performance of the ages. And it's just not enough. But if they get smart upstairs and give him some help, and you look at Dallas, they're a lot like the Cowboys. You get all excited, and then right at the right moment, they let you down. But – Phoenix and Denver, legit. Can't cop, count pop out. So I'm, I'm really, and then the Clippers. A week ago we're laughing. Now it's not so funny. Yeah, they are, they are coming, and it is kind of a shame to see some of these injuries taking place because Philly was primed to 
they they could they could have made a move here. And the way the Lakers were playing at the beginning of the season when their two top guns were rolling, uh, it looked like a sure thing. Uh, they they got hit at the wrong time. Le- LeBron James is clearly not himself. The fact that he's not doing any spin moves and that's his patented move. It's, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely yeah. the ankle issue. So it, it's it's unfortunate to kind of see those situations. But when someone drops, another team steps up, and you know maybe the this young is kids Phoenix. that do get a Joker. You know uh, these young guys are here for a reason, and I, I'm not a hater. I just want to see the best basketball possible. And um, Jalen Brown for the Celtics, uh, his injury, they were, I mean, if Kemba Walker could ever get it together while Jalen Brown's healthy, because they've got a Kobe-esque player. <laughs> they sure do. A, he's a mamba. And so, yeah. He watched that I, detail yeah. 20 times as soon as it happened in the Eastern Conference Finals. He's, oh. and, you know, they. This, I, I can't hate on the Celtics. Love them because smart. I love the grit that those guys display. And then Milwaukee Bucks. Now that we're not trying to make Akenta Tupo the greatest thing since sliced bread, yeah, he's got a Bruin on his side now, and it's a game changer for him. So don't sleep on Milwaukee. Oh, absolutely not. Because yeah, they got a team now, and uh, Akenta Tupo he needs to get his behind on the block. Give up these threes, let the Bruin do his thing, and go down there and control the glass. And I'm telling you what, there's a lot to look forward to. I know the dream matchup, people thought Nets, Lakers. Lakers aren't worthy right now. And I may eat those words, but I'll eat them with a smile. But I'm telling you right now, if Joel Embiid is a slight tear, if there's any way they can close this out and give him a chance to get a week, week and a half off, if he can come back and handle it, he's unstoppable. And now that he's getting his big behind in shape, he's going to dominate the league as soon as he takes nutrition seriously. Yeah, you and know, a meniscus tear though is 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 nothing to sniff. I just it's it's well, hard no, because I don't, I don't, I don't see him I don't know. I don't know if he can, but they have enough talent around him. Uh, Tobias has really stepped his game up. Oh, it's a really good they, fit. Yeah. They, they, they've got the talent, and the Lakers' biggest mistake happened in the offseason to me because I don't give up uh, playoff Rondo, and I don't give up Dwight Howard. Or I Danny, find a Danny way. Green's over there and Danny Green. too. All those three guys. And right, if those guys are still in, in purple and gold, you can then take the hit of AD and still be competitive. But I'm not, um, I'm not their GM, obviously. And I, I, I said it at the time, I cringed when they didn't bring those guys back. That's why Tampa Bay, uh, once the NFL season starts, when you get your whole team back that wins, that means nobody big shot it. Nobody said, hey, we won, pay me. They said, I'm good. Let's go do it again. Yeah. See, and that's what the Patriots had because Tom was making so much money off TB12. And I still believe there was a little backdoor play between him and the owner. I think he's got more stock in Gillette than the owner does. But there's always some back, some backdoor play in this business. There's some backdoor play for Tom to have been as cool as he was, being as underpaid as he was. And every time these kids talk about their contract before they win, I go, bad move. Go get the chip. Then you'll get paid. And, and the money comes in winning. 
Because, like, in Mahomie, the endorsements from what these kids can get, you know, um, and then there's the Ravens, who are always my dark horse, because I love their approach to football. They are grit tough. Draft the best player available. They, 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 they're a model program to me. And, um, but, you know, Jackson, is, he's got to evolve. And we get the kid in the opener who is – that kid with the L.A. Chargers, wow. You talk about a quarterback that came between three games, I think he lost in the last possession. What a cannon he, that kid has. <laughs> boy, he's got – he's the real deal. And people passed on him. Yeah. And it, it reminds me a lot of Aaron Rodgers. I think it's okay. – uh, and then Aaron still, I mean, this is a whole new breakthrough that a guy's MVP on a team in the NFC Championship game wants out. That is so confusing. I would oblige him. I would oblige him because he's already – he's damaged who they are to me. And uh, if you're in the championship game and that's your band of brothers and you make it $38 million and you say it's gone, I would oblige him and find me a sucker that would load me up a lot like Miami did. The Dolphins did stockpile of getting draft picks, and I like them. If Tua can play, they're going to be a hard out. But we still got an if, because what they did with Magic Man, that was serious. So, And you went on defense. To me, I want to win on defense. If I went on defense, I want to win on defense, I want to win my running game, and then I want to get over the top and kill you with speed. So that's my formula. And, you know, we'll see what happens. It, 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 I can wait on it because I don't need the NFL right now because NHL playoffs to me, there's nothing better. I, I pray for game sevens because I don't have a horse in the race now that we're out of it. But Vegas winning that game seven last week because in hockey, you cannot control where the puck's going to end up because yeah. there's so many variables skate mask glove whatever and it's and then when it gets into overtime you score it's over the finality yeah. is the coldest sport on earth that it's like a buzzer beater watching uh, the lacrosse finals it kind of reminded me of that in <sighs> that sudden death and i mean there's nothing like lacrosse uh playoffs and uh, a team can be turtles down man oh they they were this close i mean i'm driving around town Terps up four. They're up six. Now it's tied. Then it's down by three. I'm going, I'm getting in and out of my car, and I'm following this across. And I go, two great programs. I, you know, I'm happy for the Cavs. I'm happy for the Cavs, and I'm happy for the Turtles. But um, it, it's painful to lose like that, man. When you lose in that, the biggest game, the final game, and you know how many runner-ups, the uh, Terrapins? It's it's like twelve it's, to like two it, championships. It's but, it's hard. But what it means is how dominant their program is. Absolutely, that's a hell of a program. Now, if they had half of those championships, now you're 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 off the chain. But to be in it, it's like the Buffalo Bills. I got mad <laughs> respect. Yeah, for Mafia Nation, I got mad respect for four time AFC champions. Yeah, they didn't win a Super Bowl. But they would never be mocked by me. They were dominant. They didn't get it done. But I respect that whole group and their fan base is top three in the world of covering covering their team. 
The mafia, nothing but respect for you. And I know how you feel about Lawrence Taylor. Love him. You know what? I love the fact that you got a chance to witness a guy that played like Westbrook in football. <laughs> I love that. I'm taking that. that is He's notes. giving you the triple-double every game. Every game. His was in tackles, sacks, strength and, and disruption. Yeah. No, I call that disruption. Because he either tipped a pass, forced a fumble, recovered a fumble, disruption. He was the most disruptive player of my era that I've seen. Never took a playoff. And and you just – Westbrook is all I can say. You put Westbrook in a football uniform and blow him up to LT's dimensions, pretty close. Ultimate compliment, hey, Warrior. Pey- Peyton Manning calls those game breakers. Yeah. Yeah, well – it, it, you know how good LT was um, when you look at today's game, and we got some terrific edge rushers. Yeah, um, kid up in uh, in Chicago. Um, man, the name escapes me. Um, uh, Khalil Mack. With yeah, Khalil Mack. Yeah. Khalil Mack's an animal. He's an animal. But the difference between Khalil Mack and Lawrence Taylor is that Khalil Mack doesn't give you that production every game. LT yeah. did it. Every stinking game, no matter who the opponent was. LT didn't get up for games. He got up for every game. And and so I say Westbrook, when you find a guy that has a motor like that, and he's skillful, he separates, he's explosive, he's got great hands, and he attacks play away. Don't take plays off. Yeah, you got to give it up. Even J.J. Watt. JJ Watt, who is our you know greatest pass rusher of our generation, uh, he, it's hard for him to stay have durability and stay on the field. Well, and to injuries. really impact the game yeah. the same way. But the injuries he's had and his run, like Dar- uh, uh, Aaron Donald, right now, Aaron Donald's LT at defensive tackle. So when you get a guy, he's he's blessed with the r- perfect height. When a tall, a long guy is good, he's really good. You want to be six two. But that's the leverage thing to Aaron Donald. And he's a he he reminds me of like a wrestler. Um <laughs> absolutely that, that happens to play football. So he's got unbelievable body control, explosion, great hands, hands that get people off of him, and then he gets to the quarterback and he plays the run. He's not one-dimensional. All the great ones are multi-dimensional, they're not one-trick ponies. And uh, and the kid in Cleveland. Garrett, when it all comes together, he's going to be in goat contention in my way. If they if their team improves, wow. Well, and they got so he you, got Clowney on the other end now. Yeah, yeah. But you know, by that you also got to be you can't turn the ball over. You can't put your defense in a hole. So the better their team becomes, because as a freakish specimen, I've never seen anything like him. Clowney had a minute. This guy, he's bigger, stronger, and faster. And I, I I can hardly wait to see Cleveland just to see him because rarely do we get a guy with all the physical tools. Like Chase Young has a chance as he develops. He's too young, too early for me to say what will happen. But because of his work ethic, he's in the game. He's going to be in the contention of it because I how he treats his body. He posted a workout. He's not at OTAs, but he posted, and I just know who he is. He's not slacking. It means a lot to him 
Bosa in San Francisco, Joey and his brother, freaks, and they're highly competitive. And to think that all of them were at Ohio State, and you wonder why Ohio State wins so much. Mm-hmm. You, it's it's just a it's contagious. But that kid in Cleveland '95, I'm really watching to see how great uh, he will end up being because he has no flaws. And um, and so we'll see. That's what excites me, just looking around the league and seeing what's next as we take the contact out of the game. The skill has to elevate because it's not just punching guys. If it was boxing, it's, they took the Mike Tyson stuff out. So now you've got to actually have a game. You got to be able to move. You got to have combinations. You got to be able to work the body. And it, it, they made it so you have to be better as athletes because you just can't blow people up anymore. We just got to get the best ones in the ring together. We got to get Errol Spence Jr. to fight Terrence Crawford because they're the two best fighters. We need to see that yeah. this year because, yeah. you know, two years from now, they're going to be past their primes and we're going to be like, what if? Yeah, I saw him in, te- in Dallas uh, fight. So, you know, the Mike are you Tyson, a te- are you a are you a pro Bud guy or are you more on Errol Spence? I like Spence a lot. I mean, he I think he's the one that's a Cowboy fan. Um, it's the only yeah, flaw. Texas boy, Texas boy, the only yeah. only flaw. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was in Dallas at Jerry World for his for one of his fights a couple years back. I love boxing. I'm watching the Mike Tyson documentary, and I needed to see it again, even though we've seen like Michael Jordan, you know, I needed to see it, but I'd already seen it. But once you see it again and the sheer power that Mike unleashed on people, I was in Atlantic city for the Sphinx fight row eight and Joe Schreiber. And I was working with channel four with George Michael sports machine. I'm in row eight. I'm four hours early sitting there. Is this Leon or Mike Sphinx? Leon speaks when Mike um when Mike Tyson knocked out Spinks in 91 seconds in Atlantic City. And Spinks was undefeated at the time. 91 seconds. I and you see that man that close up. It's one the thing about boxing, even though if you get in the first 10 rows, even though you may get some perspiration on you, when you see people get hit that hard, that close, I would never box. I'm telling you, man, and and then I remember back to 1990. That brings back all these thoughts. I was in the restaurant business at the time. We stayed open because the fight was in. Well, we weren't supposed to be open, but we kind of kept people in there because the fight was over in Japan or Tokyo, and so it was about 1 a.m. in the morning, and uh, you know, last call way before then. But we're just watching this, and it came out that Tyson lost, and we're going the, the effect that it has and growing up watching Muhammad Ali and going through all of that and Spinks and smoking Joe. Hey man, Trevor Burbage, all these guys, I, I just love, I got a chance to uh, work, work around and see some of these guys trade because Riddick Bowe is from here. Sugar Ray Leonard is from here and Lennox Lewis trained in DC. And so we had mutual acquaintances. I got a chance to, while Linux is training to be in, in there and what there's nothing like when you get behind the scenes and you see these guys tape up, you see them rope, you're running with them. 
these guys, the conditioning, the commitment to their body, the diet, and then speed bag, heavy bag. I mean, all that they put into it, there's nothing like it, man. I, I just um, – takes my, a different level of discipline than yeah. most sports. You, can, you can't. I mean, that's why they age. I mean, Ray Leonard. I haven't seen Ray a lot publicly lately, but I hope he's, he's well. Great guy, Palmer Park. Maryland yeah. being able to see him and Roberto Duran, hands of stone, um, being at the Coliseum at the DC Armory to see that. Big fights. The best fight I've ever seen was Hearns Hagler, three rounds in Philly. Hmm. Greatest three rounds. I mean, it's just they just went it was long. No as defense. Like a video game. Yes. Yeah. Video it was a video game. game. Just, <laughs> just going nuts. So who can tap A the fastest? Yep. Fat fight game, man, for me is um it's a lot of fun and that's why i love sports if if you find a way to carve a living out of this while having this much fun you're stealing it's absolute alexander monday because you're stealing and that's the thing about in life people in the medical field you know my mom was nurse nurses my, my wife is a nurse up. okay so she loves helping people and she's living a dream every day and she gets to see people heal now, some people you lose, but she also gets to see people get better as a result of the effort that she gives. There's nothing more rewarding. You get She gets that every day. You know, every day she sees somebody get a little bit better and she has a, she loses somebody. So she's on this emotional roller coaster, but her intention, she's the salt of the earth. You know, the people, and they don't, they underpay them. And yet they are in the most critical positions in our society because they're helping people live longer heroes to hero um, it, it yeah. takes a special type of person to take that on and yeah on that on that note um i i would be remiss if i didn't ask you because of your poignant opinions on um kobe bryant and, and the black mama himself I, I remember dating back you know seven eight ten years ago now and you just speaking about him and you taking his side and in the argument of of kobe and, and lebron and there's that book, The Mamba Mentality, the, the one of the greatest books uh, out there. And you, the way you can speak about it, it turns your argument. I just, I just, the way that you glow about him, it just, it, it, it speaks on not only how you can, you have the gift of gab, how you can um, put your expressions into words, um, but it just shows you your admiration for, for not only, you know, him as a player, but him and his, just his mindset. As a the athletes, the athletes that I admire are the greatest athletes that work the hardest. Because when, and I don't know what it's like to have that kind of talent, but I look at the greatest events that I've covered as a broadcaster. And I did a guy worked for Westwood One for 10 years doing the NFL. Emmett Smith put on a performance of a lifetime against the New York Giants in the Meadowlands. After separating a shoulder, he didn't come out. And he kept grinding. And, you know, the Cowboys, I have fun with it. I don't hate them. Me neither. I, I, res I respect them. But yeah. I need that hate for our rivalry to stay going. Yeah. And my friends, a quarter of my friends are Cowboy fans. And I don't exclude them. I pray for them. <laughs> but Jimmy Johnson's Cowboys, thumbs up. Tom Landry's, thumbs up. 
They haven't won anything in 26 years either. But Emmett Smith's performance that day, all he got to do is call me. 4 a.m. in the morning, he needs a ride. I'm going to pick him up. Because what he showed me was a guy that's super talented, that's a grinder. You never had to worry about him being in shape. The kid they have now there might be more talented. But yeah, you can make a case for that. He don't put the work in. Now, this offseason, I've seen him putting some video out to where he's going, okay, I get it now. He's pissed off because of last season. He's got the most talent to me. He's unbelievable. But he doesn't have that killer. He don't have that mamba. No. Nah. And Sha- Shaquille O'Neal, who should have been the greatest player ever in any sport, because nobody's been that big and agile and talented. But Kobe's break beef, their beef wasn't wasn't about nothing personal. He wanted him to work yeah. so that they could be dominant. And Shaq was talented enough that he could dominate most people without that. Can't make a guy do that. What what yeah, Scherzer meet, meet has, me halfway. Meet me halfway. You, you can't, you can't. Scherzer, I mean, he's the dugout even when he's not pitching. He wants to play. He wants to even bat when he's not pitching, you know. Um, so there's certain guys, I when I find them, it's unfortunate that the best player in the world in baseball happens to be in the abyss because it's with the Angels. So Mike Trout is doing things every night, but you don't see him on SportsCenter. They're not in the playoffs. So as a result, the greatest players have usually ended up on the greatest stage. That's why Michael Jordan is without question the GOAT. Because, first of all, he never had to go to a Game 7. That's all you need to know. And he never had to get to one. You couldn't get him to a Game 7. And he and when he played in Utah when he was sick, that's Emmett Smith with the shoulder. You know, the, the great ones and how they pull through at the biggest moments. TB12 is it, stupid. What, what can you say? Um, he didn't have the greatest tools, but he's got the greatest tool, his brain, how his brain operates and his competitiveness. So I, I look at it, and it's it's got to be difficult to be as gifted as some people are. And LeBron, that I mean, this might be the first series he's 14-0 in round one. I think that'll end. But it's going to set up next season, which I can hardly wait, because believe me, he's going to take it personal. That's what I'm talking about. Guys that got that dog in them, like Westbrook. If he could buy a shot, if he could find a way, he'd be – and that's the thing about Dame Lillard. That's why I mentioned Dame Lillard. I always say now, whenever I talk sports, I'm going to mention Damian Lillard because he's like Mike Trout. He's just stuck in an area that we don't get a chance to see him every day, not on Sports Center, not in the Sunday night game enough. But please – Folks, use your phone. The highlights are everywhere. You're sleeping on a guy that is unbelievable. He's got that fire, though. He's probably our clutchest player in the NBA. I mean, we saw him put it to overtime yesterday on a a reverse spin going the other direction with a hand in his face. Uh, Earlier this year, I I saw him hit two three-pointers in seven seconds, one time on a seven-footer um, to end the game, we saw him wave bye-bye a couple times in, in the playoffs. But yesterday, what, it was one of his greatest performances, scoring 55, 12 three-pointers. But uh, it's funny, uh, your pal Kevin Sheehan this morning was pointing out the fact that 
in the last three minutes of the game, he was deferring and he did not shoot one shot when he had scored the last 17 points for his team. And it's, it's crazy. Like how much more can you do? And, and you, and you try to make the right play, but sometimes it's on your teammates uh, to to help carry you. You got mellow. That's what the NBA is showing us. You can do it with two. If the Nets pull it off with three, three alphas, and I can't rate their performance against the Celtics because it's just not enough enough resistance. No, it's a wounded animal. They're, they're shooting open three and knock and and Kevin Durant is an anomaly. You, you just don't see people seven feet. Yeah, he's a bad man. And Kyrie and and it is the beards. It's the beards. Yes, my boy KD. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's the beards' best performance. He, to me, I might have to call Sheehan and put a little money on the MVP of the finals because I think it could very well be the beard who gets his first chip and is the MVP. And it is, it's quite um, remarkable what he's done as far as sacrificing for the team um telling coach Steve Nash uh, put me in whatever position and they this is things that they've talked about let's let's be honest they're friends they've worked out and they they told Kai and Kai was probably like look you run the show and I and look I'll do well, my he's the thing best point guard. no he's the best he well, is the best one and Kyrie's the best two and he's one of the best passing players that we have in this NBA his ever. passing is so ever. underrated just like Russell ever. Westbrook is our great is the greatest rebounding point guard of rebounding all time point guard and, and yeah. Jokic I mean the Joker his ability to pass it, dude I saw Sabonis <laughs> I'm old enough to have seen Sabonis and yeah. saw a lot of his film you know over overseas but the art of passing which Irvin Magic Johnson had in a way that it's like a a, pa- a a great passer putting the ball in a way that you don't have to break stride. And in basketball, it's getting the skip and you're up. It, it's Magic Johnson. What Joker's doing, these guys, man, Duncan, what these big dudes are doing now is the result of international play, yep. Americans being more uh, av- uh, available so that once you see something, then you can copy it. And so we have so much competition now. You're, look, our three-on-three men's basketball team failed to qualify. <laughs> In basketball, now you know, no NBA players, but it don't matter. We ought to be able to get three guys from the schoolyard and go out. And I watched that three-on-three. Because it breaks three. down the fundamentals at that point in the three-on-three three basketball. Yeah. And shooting. I mean, I, I watched that game. And our, our women, they, they advanced. But the guys are out. So it means that the world is catching up. And uh, if we could ever get our NBA guys to play soccer, <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> it would be stupid what could happen. And, and this is the greatest athletes in the world. When you can't use your hands, and we're, Americans, we're so handsy, everything we do. That's soccer. I mean, it's, they say a beautiful game. It is. It is. Endurance. It, it would it does, but just the way these guys control that ball without using their hands, man. Hey, I, I respect it. All power to you, and it, it's just a beautiful thing. It's funny how the Americans were not so good at handball because it does it is a, it it does involve your hands and it does involve all those skills. But I guess everyone plays basketball. Let's be honest. 
That's yeah, all. Not enough money. The, the, the stakes aren't. You don't make That's enough true. money playing handball. If there was a lot of cash involved in that, you see a lot of guys crossing over. But no, it's uh, there's some troubling things going on that I talk about on my podcast. That the fact that a young man in Texas opted out of his senior year in high school because he's going to UT, running back, 2,700 yards, you know, as a junior. Man, I just can't see leaving my high school teammates. I mean, high school, but that's where it's coming now. Pretty soon, guys be opting out of high school. No, I'm not going to play this season. And just check in the spring at the university. Get ready for it. Well, we saw how many uh, opted out of the college football season, and we see how many high school basketball players are now uh, going through the, the G League route, and they're getting $500,000, um, and maybe – the NBA needs to rethink maybe their their ruling system, letting high school players make that decision that if they want to be professional athletes, maybe that this is this is the right time since I mean it's basically a professional league if you if you choose that G League route. Yeah, yeah, I I um I don't like I don't like I don't like guys leaving. I'm selfish <laughs> because I want to see guys mature in college. And see seniors playing. You're a Bruin through and through. Yeah. Well, me, we would have lost our whole team. Yeah. See, I and I recognize that. Jabbar, Walt, all those guys would have gone pro. So imagine if everybody stayed, how much better everybody would be. And it's never going to reverse itself because if a kid's a mathematician, he can go at 12 and make money. Yeah. 18, you can go and fight for your country. So I don't take a, a, a big position on it because I'm selfish. I just want to be entertained. And it's unselfish. It's selfish of me to not to deny somebody wealth just to please me. So uh, but um, I will say that now that we're talking about mental illness and um, Naomi Osaka at the French mm-hmm. Open, who just left took took a stand and she took a stand she could have paid the 15,000 she made 55 million last year so she'd have been okay she could have done highest paid woman's athlete that we have she could have done it for four straight days and um and donated it to charity if they want but the principle is that she needed to take that stand because anxiety is real it's real and also as a member of the media I want to feed my family too. My compromise is always, can you give me five minutes? You know, and let her, let's hear what she has to say about what she just did. And then we'll see you the next day. But they want to go through a 60 minutes type interview and she, it, it, it doesn't work for her. And so uh, I remember Ilya Nastasi and all those guys through McEnroe's era and all the, the bad boys of tennis. Look, we're going to have to deal with this. Uh, the football team here in Washington just hired a psychologist. There are only four teams of the 32 that have a staff on a staffer that can help guys cope and deal with, with issues. We're really slow. We're behind the eight ball on this. We preach so much macho, 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 man. But that's not everybody. And you got to find a way to connect with those that need help. I can think of um, 
several players in the last five years that was screaming for help. Sua, Craven speaks out to me, but there's so well, many. Well, no, a safety, yeah. 35 out of Michigan State. Um, that kid was talented. And, um, you know, Is that was Nick- Nicholson? Yeah, Nicholson. He was talented. I know. I remember and, you raving about him, oh, watching him. Because I love anybody with length. They can the run yeah. and knock you out. He had everything, but they needed to help fix him. Dwayne Haskins had everything, but they need something. Somebody needed to help fix him. So well, he Bre- Breland, Breland was hella, hella talented. Breland is still a hell of a talent. Yes, he is. But yeah. he really needed to talk to somebody. Yeah. You know, so he could work things out in his mind so that you could get the very best of him. And especially in the African-American community, it's not, it's not even, it's not even discussed. This is real. And we have to, especially, and no matter what the sport is, we have to deal with that. And we had got to, and, and for a multi-million dollar operation like an NFL team, it should be 32 of them on staff. And so I think the organizations are wising up. I think the Washington football team or organization. Yeah. Yeah, they're taking strides. They're taking yeah. strides. Proofs in the pudding. It's the results that will determine if it was successful. But I have to be encouraged by the steps they're taking. All right. And it's funny because the script has been thrown out. I was gonna talk about your career, but yeah, I yeah, but I love irrelevant. talking some sports yeah. with you and you you touch on the whole gamut, everything. And that's what I love about you and, and you as a broadcaster, because I always remember that that when we're talking about hockey or 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 soccer or badminton, like you can play your hand into it and um and have a, a wonderful perspective. Well, I mean, I listen to people. Uh, I'm not the hockey guy, but I know Joe Beninati. I know Craig <laughs> Lockin. I know Al Koken. Uh, and, you know what I'm saying is that Koken, your boy. My job. Oh, that's my boy. Yeah. My job. You know, like your job as a host is to bring talented people on so your listeners get a chance to tap in. You don't have to know. You may know everything. I don't. I never even I tried to. I don't. But I damn sure know who to get on that does. Yep. You know, David Aldridge is never too far away from me because he is the best. And so. Silver Spring, Maryland. Lean, oh, man. So let me tell you what. So I can lean on Aldridge. I can call Mike Wilbon in the middle of the night if need be. And and those are the things that I cherish. You know, J, 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 JB, uh, Glenn Harris, guys that that I can call. Uh, Joel Myers, who's in uh, is the best voice in sports, is doing the Pelicans. Um, those relationships, my guy Steve Martin that I work with ACC football, these guys to me, I go to the altar and I say, hey, what do you think? Um, Butch McAdams was in our area and a coach, and I had John for 12 years. So I, I was at the foot of the Mecca and being able to understand things from Coach Thompson. Gary Williams is on speed dial. Love him. I love him. He's just – he's so hard to replace. Um, it's tough because the dude has a football mindset, coach of basketball, and the Turpins – you can put them against anybody. You never had a Gary Williams team that wasn't tough. Absolutely not. We're and, in and it to the end. Because, because he is – so, man, I've been blessed. Our area has produced so many talented coaches 
And when you cover a team, you cover the coach and you get a chance to meet the staff and, you know, the, the talent that Coach Friedgen put through Maryland. You know, Bill O'Brien was on his staff. Locks was on the staff. I mean, there's so many guys that I've come in contact with and being able to, to ask questions and to see them work and to see them practice. And um, what I miss most of everything is I miss practice. I miss watching practice. You learn so much watching guys train and go through drills. And um, you have to, if you don't get to see it, but, but only on game day, it's really hard um, for me because I like to see how guys work. If I see how a guy prepares, I know pretty much how the guy's going to play. And that's from the high school ranks up. And you you All mentioned how you pre- – and, I, and I, co- I coach middle school. And I'm thinking it starts even before they get to me. Yeah. And oh, you can yeah, tell the difference between the kid that, that does have that influence and does have mm-hmm. that support and does have that coaching. Well, I've done your level. I mean, you, your whole deal right now is just balance. Can a kid get in a balanced stance so that he can go right or left without having to take a false step? Yeah. If you, if you do nothing but get your linemen so that they don't take a false step, that they can go to their left or go to their right, evenly distributing their weight with their head up and their, and their back bowed and their hands in the right spot, you built the basis for the high school coach. Because mm-hmm. believe me, the hardest thing is getting kids to get in proper stance at your, at your level. <laughs> Yeah, and, I, and I'm I'm mainly basketball, so it's the defensive stance is being able to cut someone up, oh, yeah. or yeah. not oh. turning the ball over, um, or p- track and field passing the baton the right way, uh, yeah. running form. Those are all the principles that we got. If I hash yeah. it out now, the high school coach is like, "Wow, yeah, I don't have yeah. to do that." Where we well, they'll love you because if you give me a person that's fundamentally sound, now I can get into strategy. I can't get in strategy if you can't get off the line. If you can't beat a press, I can't build offense. I got to know that you can separate. I got to know that you're going to run 12 yards and you're going to be at 12 yards. That you understand how to get a release, how to create a stem, you know, and how to get your head turned around, your hands up. All the basics that you say over and over and over. When I coached basketball a couple of years out here in Great Falls, and the kids would be so mad at me because my first 30 minutes, there's no basketball. No, conditioning. No, no, we're yeah, we're we're doing defensive. We're shuffling. Yeah, we're changing direction. <laughs> Slides. You know, we're getting to the glass. We're we're doing everything. We're simulating outlet pass, and we're running without the ball. Yes. You know, and so they hated me because they couldn't play with the ball for thirty minutes because it's about understanding spacing, lanes. You know, and and really respecting the basketball and not turning it over. You know, unforced errors kill you in all, every sport. You. In every, every sport. sport, if the guy's good enough to get hands on it, good for him. But for God's sakes, me <laughs> dribbling off my ankle, no, no, we don't do that. And the only way to prevent that is for them to know how serious you are about their prep. So that when they're, and you can always tell, coach, when the ball's out early and you just stay behind the bleachers and see what they do when you're not watching. Mm hmm. And if this, if they're horsing around, but with good fundamentals, that arm out and do it. You just want to see all the fundamentals at play when Played they're out. horsing around. There you go. That's when you know you you're getting it done. Because play it out mental notes. Becomes, yeah. And yeah. then when a dead ball situation happens, we'll address Bingo. it. Bingo. 
You got it. You got it. Because they yeah. got to no, experience it. it. You can't stop it every two seconds. That's oh, just... no, 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 nope. no, no, no. They, but you don't get a lot of film study at that level. No. That's the thing that you, well, maybe you guys do now with all the technology. But yeah, the old oh, I record, days, yeah, I I rec- I'm recording all the games and we got film study, but uh yeah, no, it, I mean practice. You film in practice? I have film practice, but not every day. But uh yeah, it's something I'm, I'm working to. Yep. The pros I tell people all the time, Coach Gibb, we every practice is taped. We call it the eye in the sky. And you always check. And if yeah. Nate Fine, our God rest his soul, our our world-class photographer, he's up there. Now it's documented, and it's the greatest thing going to see your level of intensity increase when you know it's Kodak moment. It's going to be seen, and that's the first thing the kids have to understand. We're going to watch this, and we're going to be very critical of your errors. Don't tell me what you think you saw. I'm showing you what happened, you know, and and that's the thing. with. And I'll tell you this. It's an eye opener. Yeah. God bless you for what you're doing. And if you can get the parents on your side, that's the first thing I did. I always met with the parents and I told them that if they don't allow me to coach their kids, they can take them home right now because I have to be able to coach their kids and you got to endorse me with the kids because they're going to come over the car. You you can't come into practice. You can't come in. They're going to tell you that I trust in me. Yeah. They're going to tell you coach is a jerk. Okay. And you just got to say, Sometimes, Sonny, it takes that. You bring the jerk out in him. So why don't you not bring the jerk out in him and maybe he's not? I would always tell the parents, and we laugh about it, and I tell you, when I give him back to you, he's going to be better than ever. Because I got my kids taking out the trash. I got them making up the bed. The kid couldn't play for me if his bed wasn't made up. So I'm communicating with the parents. The kid didn't take the trash day out. Ours is Tuesday, Friday here in our area. If if the, if the parents told me that them kids, they did not take trash out, did not make up the bed, they don't play. So, you know, I'm, I'm in the brain. I, I got to be in their mind all the time. I want to be on their time. I go by the classroom. You know, I pop yes. in the class. <laughs> if, my, if my crew group is not sitting in the first two rows, because Frank Gans, I didn't look, this ain't me. Frank Gans, best I ever had at UCLA. And he say, he come by. If we're not in the first row, we're running. If he ever comes to a class and we're not in the first row, we're running. So these are things I try to pass down to the kids to let them know it's not me, but it's me proxy through me of others. And hopefully I can inspire a coach and he will pass it on. We just keep passing that baton and, you know, we produce a better outcome. Rules, expectations, regulations, and accountability. Discipline. Yep. You're not disciplined. You can't play for me. Oh, you know, because, it, yeah, I'm not going to lose a game because you you forgot something or you weren't locked in. I need you to be locked in. And how does a kid learn how to be locked in? And he's 12. Come on, man. And if he didn't play baseball, that's why I love baseball so much, because we're filling out scorecards at 10 years old. We got signals at 10. Patience. A lot, at 10. a lot of these high school coaches now in football they got the quarterback running to the sideline. It kills me to see that. Empower these kids. Give them responsibility. They'll yeah. get it. They'll do it. They'll do it. But you just got to show them the way. Yeah. And um, I you, I want to be respectful of your time. And you've been wonderful. And and this has been a great conversation. We like to get out on a little rapid fire. And I'm gonna okay. cut a, a couple of these out. But uh, it, we took it all. <laughs> 
we brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Maybe a funny one, maybe a real one, maybe one to make you think. Do you think? All right. First up, and this is kind of a, a, an ongoing joke that I had with uh, Chick Hernandez, and this is a smooth thing, so you already know this is out of the box. Tomato is technically a fruit, so does that make ketchup an undercover smoothie? No, because there's so much sugar in ketchup, I don't even use it anymore. I'm a mustard guy on my fries. Once Ooh, found, yeah, that's a oh. triple fantasy first. <laughs> yeah. well, once I found out the lie, I thought ketchup was tomatoes. Wrong. Sugar. <laughs> it's nothing but sugar. So I don't use ketchup on anything. I'm a mustard guy. My fries have mustard. All right. That's uh, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to try that. I might even try that tonight. So I, I saw the list uh, ranking you as the fifth greatest tight end to wear burgundy and gold. It has Jerry Smith ranked one and Buddy Chris Cooley two. Who you got as the top tight end? Well, Jerry Smith is a legend. Yeah, and, thirteen uh, years. Yeah, he also had Sonny Jerkson and Billy Kilmer and. I got a chance to play for him in a strike game that he coached. And I was, I was getting, cause see that 72 team is the team I had in my bedroom. Yeah. Because Brig Owens is from my hometown. So when they played the Super Bowl in California at the Coliseum, they stayed in my hometown at the Saddleback Inn. So that team, they're all on my wall. I knew them all. So that's why for me, interviewing Larry Brown, Charlie Haraway, um, you know, Roy Jefferson, Charlie Taylor, who was a god to me, and Jerry Smith on that offensive side. And, you know, Ron McDole uh, on that defensive line. It, it just – those guys were the guys I followed. So when getting an opportunity to come here, and they have the be- most the best-looking ring. I, their, their NFC championship ring is gorgeous. And break on, those guys will wear it. And I look at Charlie Taylor's and – um I just said, I got to have one. And that was my driving force. Jerry was great. Chris was great. It's a different era. Chris didn't have the consistency at quarterback that Jerry did. Yeah. You know, if Chris Cooley had had Sonny Jurgensen, he'd be so far ahead in first place, it wouldn't even be close. And it's, you know, it's just it, the offense you run means a lot. And, um, I, I judge everything by did your team win? Because that, to me, constitutes whether you had a successful campaign or not. Whether you got nothing but the team won or you could be whatever, whatever, and team loses, I'll take nothing and win. Because in the end, it's a team sport. This is not tennis or golf. And so we win 53 strong. And I look at it, and we've had – and I'll tell you what, the young man that's here right now that wears number 82, let me tell you something about him. A former quarterback, Logan, who is converted and learned, stops in Miami, Buffalo, Detroit. And uh, the Tim Tebow experiment may or may not work, but I tell you what, this young man, then, if Tim Tebow was smart, and I believe he is, seems like a nice kid, yeah, he would call. He, the only call he should be making right now 
is to a man that has done what he would like to do. And um, it would Logan, seem like I'm Jordan. So proud of Logan. It would so seem proud. like Jordan Reed would be a, a content. Uh, uh, no, Jordan the, Reed is as an athlete is the greatest route runner I've ever seen in person at the position. Wow. But Tebow is not looking to be a receiving tight end. He's looking to become a tight end. And if you can't run 60 outside or run gut or run tray, then the running game is going to suffer. Logan is making a commitment. He's coming off the ball. He's dropping those hips. He's doing the extra. He's extras. got great effort. I love this kid. And so um, it, it's an, and I tell you what, the young man that they got from um, um, the islands, uh, Ray, uh, Reyes, as a physical stature, oh, God, I hope they can register him. Because this guy, work ethic, body, athleticism, I just hope we get the time to develop him. And once they teach him how to use that big body he's got. And the kid we got out of, out of um, Boise State, I love him. Because he's already got it. I love him. Because he reminds me of if he can become Donnie Warren, mm-hmm. who Donnie Warren is the greatest blocking guy I've seen coming off the ball and if, at the Y position. If and, and that's that something for you to say. Oh, he you weren't, is, you weren't too shabby yourself. No, but it's a different position and it's a different responsibility. I had to move all the time. So the yeah. movement thing, dude, when you're 245 and you got to run every play. 40, 30, 40 yards before the play even starts. And it's more, it's a lot of, it's just a whole different ball game. But this kid with that body, and he already takes pride in it. And I love my tight ends. He ran the 110 hurdles in high school. So when I tracked him, what I look for in every bio, I just want to know, was my guy team captain? Did he run track? Or did he play baseball? I need to know hand-eye, and I need to know endurance. And if he runs the sticks, big guy, had to be around 215 in high school, run the 110 lows. That's a great point. So already vetted him. Love that. Love that about him. And so the fact that Donnie Warren is in that building every day, I just hope that they're able to talk so he can understand what Donnie brings to the table in understanding leverage, explosion, and continuation. So he could have played tackle if we needed him in an emergency. So that's what I'm looking for. And the biggest thing you got to have is heart. You got to want to do it because nobody wants to go after people that weigh 40 pounds more than you do. There ain't a fool in the world that would volunteer to do that unless he's drinking. Or Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, <laughs> but you know, uh, I don't know what their offense do. I, I, I don't know. They do their own thing, but yeah, I'm just hoping that we have played without a tight end so long that would give us an edge. And with the backs they have, oh, this team has a lot of talent. Now Ron's got to put it all together and he and Jack understand yeah. that, but I, I'm encouraged. I, I am, I am, uh, I'm really, really, really encouraged. 
Yeah, especially how Sweat figured it out last year. Uh, yeah. And that defensive line going forward, four first round picks and all showing promise. All right. Yeah, and Tampa had Tampa had uh, Tampa had over four hundred, uh, five hundred yards of total offense against them. So I, I'm not patting them on the back yet. We got to stop doing that. Um, you you were not going to beat Tampa Bay when you needed to beat them. You couldn't beat them, and you couldn't stop the run, and we couldn't run. So my whole basis is that. Um, we have to be able to uh, run, and we got to be able to stop the run. And if you can't do those two things, you're just you're just kidding yourself. Absolutely, and that's the key to the game. And I, I was going to ask you a whole bunch about uh, how running backs had a lot to deal with when you were in your heyday, one winning your Super Bowl, and but we'll get to that to another different day. Offense. I got to get you that. Yeah, it's a different different offense and uh, different mindset. Different time, different rules. I guess I, I'm not a guy. I don't. I don't believe in like, hey, what we, what we, it was different rules. We have to adapt to what's going on now, because they don't believe in that. They run a completely different, different deal. I'm with you and everybody else. It's, to me, it's simple, but you know, they, they, they have the, they've earned the right to do it their way. So I support them. I support them until right. they lose. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, the line wins uh, football games. This just in. All right, I wanted to uh, lead you off with a final question, and okay. I'm sure you're going to give me a good one. And uh, what you learn about yourself or others during the pandemic, um, other than we got sloppy as a unit? I know that uh, you were a very big component on wearing a mask, people. Like, let's be responsible. Just do some of the details and the extras. So what's your kind of takeaways from this pandemic and just us as people? Well, it was an excellent example of a lack of leadership. Um, Top the, down. It, it was it was sad, and that people had to die as a result of it. Uh, I still wear a mask, and I've been vaccinated, and I have a, a you know I'm vaccinated, and I wear that. And I still wear a mask. I um, the CDC and I didn't agree. I would have taken that to the Fourth of July. It had they asked me, I would have said. Let's get everybody to stay focused and let's all celebrate our independence on 4th of July. They opted to go early. Now, and I know the economy had a lot to do with that. I get it. But as a caregiver, my mom is 89. And so I have a personal responsibility not to bring anything to her. So whatever the rules are, it's irrelevant to me because I'm still scrubbing, still masking, gloving if I have to, and avoiding crowds unless I have to until we get 75% or more vaccinated and we stay smart. Uh, Hopefully we won't have an outbreak. We had 135,000 at the Indy 500. It looked great. I was pumped seeing NBA arenas full again. I'm pumped. Yeah. But I'm just hoping that we don't get a bad uh, result of it. I, I respect anybody's views. Do you. Yes. But for God's sakes, don't try to influence me because I'm gonna do me, and uh, and I'm doing it in the in for safety reasons, and it may save one of your family members, you know. So um, I say, man up, be smart, because I don't want to go through what we went through last year, um, the loneliness for people that require people like I do. I love people. I love talking trash, what we're doing, you know, about our sports. Couldn't do it. Couldn't go to games. 
I couldn't work. I didn't have it. You know, the gig was gone. And I'm like, wow. So I, I, you know, it's another appreciation of it. We needed to check ourselves. We're so fortunate, but we got a lot of people that are unfortunate. We got a people that can't afford to survive and we're too top heavy to me. Healthcare, everything should start from the bottom up. But we're so concerned about the top 1%. They don't need you. Mm-hmm. The people at the bottom of the scale do. Absolutely. Hello? <laughs> Common sense, man. Common sense. So I got a lot of political views that I think that the term lifetime politician to me should be abolished. Two-year terms for everybody but the president. We got to get new blood in. We got too many people saying they've been there 35, 40 years. I'm going, I wouldn't say that publicly. Based on the mess we have going from the middle down, now top up, going with your bad stuff. I ain't mad at you. But we can do better than this. We had too many people to serve this country that are homeless. We can do better than that. We got to clean up the VA. Those that were willing to die for us, we got to take care of them faster we got to be better and we're capable of doing it so let's do it and stop hating there's way too much hate now that's going on in this country and that's why i love sports but then we got three incidents we got a water bottle we got got people spitting got people running on the floor and they should all be prosecuted as criminals yes and arrested and And arrested set set as an example yeah this is not humane no season ticket the hell with season tickets you go to jail you know, who the hell you think you are? If that had to hit Kyrie, a full bottle thrown from the stands could have concussed him, could have taken the eye out. I'm telling you, man. And We've been, and we we been inside for a year, and, and we come out, and we act uh, barbaric, and we're we're spitting on people. This this It's terrible. Where's the corn? Law Where is human de- decency? Set yeah. a message, and then they won't do it again. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and look, hey, I pray for law enforcement. I pray for fire and rescue, EMTs. We got some people out here to do some dirt. They do dirty work. They get it done. You ever want to see a wreck on the fret beltway and see – EMT, then people get in there, baby, and mm. they save lives. We got a lot of great people. You know, Heroes. your wife's in nursing. This is what it's all about. So we're great sports fans, but we're not too big of fans when it comes to humanity. That's what we got to become a fan of, the human race, and especially the red, white, and blue. And other than an Olympic year, we never chant USA, USA, unless it's an Olympic year. We got to get out of that mode. We ought to be proud of what we have and proud of what we can become. But we got to all talk more. We got to share some things and we got to work this thing out. Because if not, this could get ugly real quick. And I couldn't say it better myself. Some very, very wise words. We're here with Rick Doc Walker, the man, the DMV icon. And um, you're not going to hear the end of him. Um, anything you would like to plug as far as what you're doing um, today as we head out? Yeah, I, yeah just uh, still doing probe. You had Doug Williams last week. Great to have old number 17. I check that out with us. Yeah. And then uh, the podcast on Patreon, patreon.com slash Doc Walker. If you'd uh, if you'd like to get in the congregation, because I'm preaching. I do. So you want to join the congregation? We, we'd love to have you. 
Oh, and I'm in it. And uh, that's all we have for you today. Be safe. Uh, be good humans. Treat people with respect. And we got to come together, not only as Americans, but just the human being race and stand humans, up for baby. what's right. Yeah, red, white, and blue, baby, all day. USA.